Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to By It Was Aliens, the numero uno extraterrestrial podcast where we determine if it really was aliens for the safety of humanity. I am Granville Moonwalker, and I'm joined by old greybeard Kevin the Grey. How you doing, Kev? I've got a fresh pair of panties on. For sure. So you're doing good then? I am. Feeling fresh. I can smell my comfort. So fresh and so clean, clean. Do, 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 do. So fresh and so clean, clean. Such a great song. Along with. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Right. <laughs> I think they've had enough of that. So, at the start of each podcast, we will quote a line from a film involving aliens. Whoever is first to DM us with not only the film title, but the character too, you will get a shout-out, and you also get to pick the film that we quote for a future episode. The character as well. My gosh, we are strict bastards. Yes. I don't even know the characters we're going to be using. It's too easy to quote the film. Ah, but, but we've only got two listeners. Oh, it's look, too, third, third listener. It's too easy to quote the film. <laughs> so, today's quote is, We need a welcome mat, not a row of tanks. It's a good quote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that who I think it is? Quote possibly. Uh, okay, so today's file takes us to Allagash. Mine. Mine. Allagash. Main. <laughs> Main. We're going to Alagash, Main. Alagash, Main. Where four friends claim that they were abducted by Dun 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 Aliens. On this podcast? On this podcast. Who'd have thought it? Exactly. I was expecting sheep. I was expecting camels. Must not make camel toe comment. <laughs> Camel toe is irrelevant. I'm going to carry on so that you don't get the urge to make that comment. So, Kev, take a look at this picture. So, what I'm currently showing Kev what? is a picture of the four friends. From left to right... Ah, they're hikers. We have Jack and Jim Wiener. <laughs> wiener! Get your wiener! <laughs> Amazing. Next, we have Chuck Rag. <laughs> What name? Chuck Rag. <laughs> They're and worst rags. Charlie Foltz. These names can't be real. So he's got the normal name of the four. Mr. Foltz. <laughs> it's always his fault. He gets blamed for everything. <laughs> Look so at these in, guys. I know. Right? Is he holding a saucepan lid? Where's the saucepan? I think it's a frying pan. Where's but the. But he's got a lid on top of it. But I can't see any underneath to it. That's, so if you hold a frying pan and then you put a lid that's smaller on top of it, I think that's what he's done. Chuck rack. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy that's holding the frying pan is Jim Wiener. Wiener. So in 1976, these four men went on a camping trip to Allagash Wilderness for two weeks. On night two, number two. Mm-hmm. Hey, number two. Jim noticed. <laughs> hey, number one. Hey, number two. Hey, number one. 
Hey, number two. Right, I'll stop. I'll stop. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> so, night two. Jim hey, noticed two. a bright light within the sky, which lasted around 30 seconds before vanishing. Two nights later, the men were out on the boat fishing when the bright light appeared yet again. This time, it was Chuck that witnessed the bright light. Chuck. Chuck, Chuck. I'm, I'm just thinking of the best friends. Oh. Guts to give the people what they want. Freshly squeezed. So Charlie decided to signal SOS to the object. Charlie. <laughs> Bad move. I mean, how do you know that they know what that means? Mm. And then it doesn't mean that they're declaring war. How do you declare SOS exactly? I think you shine the light in a specific um, pattern. Like Morse code kind of thing, kind with of. a flash. I'd... How do these guys know what that is? Well, they're, they're probably like... experienced campers, so okay. they would need to know. I feel like I'm sidetracking myself a little Whereas bit. Whereas I have never camped in my life. But if Not someone... even on shooters. <laughs> If someone flashed a light at me, I'd think I'd think that there's like a rave going on. Do 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 do. Flashing lights, glow sticks, foam. Well, these guys got a response. The object shot out a bright light, which shot straight down and started travelling along the water towards them. They shat themselves <laughs> and started pedalling back. Pedalling? Paddling back to shore as fast as possible. But the next thing they remember is being on shore and the light vanishing. They thought it was very weird and that the fire they had set minutes before heading out onto the boat had completely gone out, which indicated that they'd been gone for several hours. At this point, they all felt fatigued and decided to go to bed. What do you think happened, Greybeard? I think they're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> Wait, let me just recap. So the, they set a fire and then it went out mm-hmm. straight away. Well, is it straight away, though? Well, that's what I'm trying to get my head around. Were they gone longer than they perceived? Well, that's what they think, because they set a fire. How drunk were they? It doesn't mention any alcohol being taken. It would be quite dangerous to take alcohol out on a boat. To be fishing. fair, if I had a boat, I'd be like having shots everywhere. I'm on a boat! I'm on a boat! I'll be rowing past your house on my little boat. I'm on a boat! I'm on a boat! Friends will be jumping in the water. Yeah. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. Precisely. I've completely forgotten what we're talking about. <laughs> right, so there was four, four men, men in the in woods. woods. <laughs> Were they clothed? So far. Okay, there goes that theory. <clears throat> I'm going to reserve judgment for now. Okay. Carry on. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be so- peace when <laughs> you are done. Not in that rendition. <laughs> Well, they spent six more days in the wilderness, but never again did they see the bright object. When they got home, they told friends and family, but no one believed them. So let's fast forward to 1988. The two brothers, Jack and Jim Wiener. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was expecting Jack and Jill. <laughs> I don't know why. Roll down the hill. They're wieners. <laughs> oh, that so the wieners rolled down the hill in your head. <laughs> Jack and Jill rolled wieners down the hill. <laughs> this is getting all kinds of peculiar. Um, now, now in my head, they're rolling sausages down the hill. <laughs> Why? Because uh, Jack and Jill rolled wieners down the hill. <laughs> did they roll wieners or did they roll Jack and Jim? Wieners. Okay. Well, Jack and Jim begin to have strange nightmares about the four of them sitting on a bench, completely naked and feeling fearful. Did I not say, were they clothed earlier on? That you did. <laughs> and I said for now. Nick and Nick and Nick here. <laughs> so Jim decided that they need to contact someone that could that they could talk to and would believe them. So they contacted UFO researcher Ray Fowler to help with their nightmares. They all agreed that they would go under hypnosis separately and not to tell the other what they remembered. They had a bro's agreement. A bro code, mm-hmm. if you will. I will. Bro. Code. Pew. Dude. <laughs> Dude. The bro code. Pew. Ribbed for her pleasure. Ew. Ew. So they each described in frightening detail about how they were abducted and hashtag probed. (laughs) They allegedly took skin samples and samples of bodily fluids. Whoa, that escalated really quickly. We had very quickly. We've got no details. We've gone from being naked to being probed and skin. What sort of skin samples were they taking? Were they cutting off like their nipples? Um. I think possibly... What kind of bodily fluids? Exactly. Uh, That's a good question. But I think with the skin samples, they got a scalpel of some kind and just cut away bits of flesh. I've got a question. Uh, I was about to say, answer it. (laughs) Ask it. Who are they? I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers here. They. You know who they are. Visitors. I mean, they did it. But what kind are they? There are many types. Them. Those? Them? They? They. That one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one did it. It was that one. I feel like I I need more because I need to know who they are. (laughs) Well, Jack has says that he remembered the aliens' faces and that they were terrifying. So it was aliens. And they were terrifying. (laughs) But what would a terrifying alien face look like? That face you're making is not terrifying. It's just confusing. And that sound is confusing as well. So the aliens told him not to be afraid and to do as they say. So my first thought was, do they speak English? Or did they tell them telepathically? My first thought was, as soon as someone tells you not to be afraid, you better be clench those cheeks <laughs> and be very afraid. You're about to be probed. <laughs> if you ever get abducted and they tell you not to be afraid, be afraid and peg it the first chance you get. Literally leg it out of there. I'd still like to find out who they are. I feel like I need a description. 
because obviously as former MIBs, we've come across many different creatures. <laughs> That's a strange creature. <laughs> yeah, we've come across many different <laughs> creatures and I feel like we need to know what type of creature they're talking about in order to ascertain the authenticity of this story. So going from the story that you've heard so far, what type of creature has popped into your head? Other men. <laughs> I feel like these four dudes have had a few drinks and got naked and had an, an experimentation and have got really embarrassed about it. That's quite possible. <laughs> You should probably carry on with the story before I start going off on an absolute tangent. So Charlie claimed that a panel was put over his chest and skin was scraped from it. Ew. Dirty. Exactly. But I did say that they would skin samples were kind of scraped. Mm, you did, yeah. So Chuck recalled that he was able to see what was happening to Charlie and that he looked like he was in pain. When their sessions were over, Ray brought them. <laughs> <laughs> sessions. I told you. I'm such an adult. Really? Truly. Truthfully. Indeed. When their sessions were over, <laughs> Ray brought them all together and they learned that they all recalled the same events. Now, they definitely could have, couldn't have spoke of this beforehand and got their... St- oh. Sorry, what? Now, they definitely could have spoke about this beforehand and got a story together, but they also took a polygraph exam and each of them passed. No. Each. Of them past. Okay, I'm going to suspend my disbelief for a second and ignore the fact that polygraph tests can be passed when you're full of shit. Because people in our field love them. That's just me coughing, that's not me kind of signalling that something is off here. So, can you uh, explain that again? Your thoughts on polygraph exams, please? Poly- and why you think that they are not 100% fact? So, scientifically speaking, they have been proven in journals to not be 100% fact. <laughs> Would you like me to Google some of the papers that I've read in the past? Please do. It might take a little while, son. <laughs> Well, sceptics at the time didn't believe them, however, and believed the results of the the hypnosis were the results of too many films and movies. (laughs) So what are your thoughts, Greybeard? My first thought is that why is it whenever there's a potential alien incident, are people hypnotised? How did that become the go-to method? I think the hypnosis is them seeing the counsellor. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But every single case we probe, when someone has been abducted, 
I'm doing those quotation, quotation marks, marks again. <laughs> Abducted. They they say they don't remember shit. Then they go and seek out a hypnotist or counselor or whoever it may be. Then they remember it. But don't when you're put under hypnosis, don't you recall memories that you wouldn't usually recall? Or not usually. Well, but that's the thing because memories or it's not, things that you don't remember. You've seen like TV shows. Like the first thing that came to head was Darren Brown, but, but I'm thinking shows. further back than that. Like uh, Paul McKenna, Fun he house. used to hypnotize people on stage, and they do crazy shit. Did you just say shark? <laughs> I said Funhouse with Pat Sharp. <laughs> Pat Sharp was hypnotizing people, was he? Holy crap. He made the fun house look fun. At the fun house. <laughs> and that was the first TV show that came into mind when you said it. And it was no. a great TV show. So Paul McKenna would like have six or eight people or something and he hypnotised them to all do crazy things and interact with each other. Okay. And in their heads, it was absolute fact. Essentially, the point I'm making is that when you're hypnotised, your mind gets really loose and it can be convinced that anything is real. So you think that when they're being hypnotised, these thoughts are being put into their head? Or not necessarily, well, potentially slightly put in, but more so that thoughts that aren't necessarily real, like the mind is elaborating on... So it's kind of adding to this, to yeah, their belief yeah. already. Basically, and I'm not talking just specifically so about these guys. Absolutely, just in general, people who are susceptible to persuasion and influence and whatnot and have had slightly bizarre experiences like they've got really drunk and have blacked out a little bit i think we've all been there <laughs> yeah some of us have um been on nights out got really drunk came home saw our little sister's bike in the garden thought i'd have a ride on that gone for a little bike fallen off the bike and then woken up seven hours later in the back garden Mentioning no name, son. Don't know how you're talking about. Because I rode the bike from your house home. <laughs> and then tripped over the bike in the garden and fell asleep. <laughs> After I'd put all my belongings in the house. So I don't know where you got that story from. Hmm. Maybe you were hypnotised. Maybe. And what you believed has been maybe, solidified. Maybe I'm susceptible to that kind of thing. I think you are. But I do find it intriguing that they, four guys, went in the forest and woke up naked. (laughs) (laughs) There's a story to be told there. Wait, wait, wait. Who said that they woke up naked? Didn't you say they woke up naked on a bench? No. What did you say? I'm sure you said something about nudity on a bench. Yes. Mm -hmm. One of them remembers seeing them naked on a bench. Not that they went out to the woods, got naked and were sitting on a bench. So he became woke. So he might have dreamt it. In nude. He's woke. <laughs> on a bench. Yeah. Okay, let's let's carry on with the story. Where's it going to go? Okay. Let's fast forward to 2016. <gasps> yes. 2016. Chuck Rack. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. So do I. Has pulled back the curtain, pissed in the cornflakes, chucked a rack at the rest of them, and come forward to announce... That the abduction story was completely made up. What? Yep. What? <laughs> this story is bullshit. I've just given like half hour of my life to this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've kind of tarnished my conclusion here. <laughs> but have I? 
What? Chuck Rack claims that... <laughs> I'm sorry, Chuck Rack. <laughs> ...that the motive for the story was financial gain. Mm-hmm. Yep. They did it all for the money. For the money, y'all. For the moolah. The Benjamins. And that's the only reason he went along with it. However, he said that they did see some strange lights in that sky. The other three, however, have stuck to their story (laughs) and that the abductions were real. Is it possible that Chuck Rack just doesn't want to believe? He doesn't want that nightmare to be real. No. (laughs) Whose side are you on? (laughs) I'm on Chuck Rack's side. Chuck Rack has, <laughs> has tried to come clean. He's like, all right, guys, look, we've had our fun. We've, we've experienced this. We've made a little bit of money. Not a killing amount, but a little bit. Come on, guys, let's come clean. Let's not get people's hopes up. And the other guy's like, fuck you, Chuck. <laughs> You're out of the group. They Deleted so from the group chat. They chucked him out. They, they chucked <laughs> Rack out. <laughs> <laughs> So what you're saying is it was aliens. I'm saying that, well, no. <laughs> I was debating getting your hopes up, but I just thought I can't, <laughs> I can't tickle your balls like that. <laughs> well, for me, this is all bullshit. Absolutely bullshit. And I'm on the side of old Chuck Rack, the sneaky rack. <laughs> I think the guilt was obviously too much, although it's taken... 40 years. That's a long time. <laughs> for it to chip away at him. I forgot how long ago it was. I know. 1976. <laughs> He's literally sat on this shit. To 2016. 40 years. Of, of guilt. <laughs> Chuck Wright couldn't hold out anymore. He gave it all up. He's probably, if this was like 40 years of holding out, they must have been those photos. They weren't exactly young in the photos. He's probably getting near to his deathbed and he wants to come clean. He had a little yeah, come to Jesus true. moment. He wants to go to the promised land. The other guys are like, <laughs> we're going to hell. <laughs> we're taking all this money. Well, this is the end of today's file. I hope you enjoyed it. Although it's a story completely made up for the money. For dollar dollar bills, y'all. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's file and the podcast in general. You can follow us at But It Was Aliens Podcast on Instagram, But It Was Aliens on Twitter, or if there is a visit you'd like us to hashtag probe, you can email us at butitwasaliens at gmail.com. Think Stonehenge was built by an alien? Think your best friend's sister is an alien? Think that person serving you in your local supermarket is an alien? Hashtag Pro. Peace. Peace out, y'all. Do y'all got fresh pairs of panties on? I know. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>